0: All right, guys, we're getting down to brass tacks with. Wait, hold on, hold on, just a second. I got something. Nah. I've got something special for you, guys. We are getting down to brass tacks with. Weapon X.
1: The <laughs> look at your face. Oh my god, that was the coolest shit ever. You want to hear it again? Yes. Weapon X. Oh, I need that horn right after that.
0: Ooh, okay, hold on. The horn's kind of loud, guys. Get ready for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, the, I know the horn. I know the <laughs> horn was so kind of cool. loud. And I said you just had me. What is that? It's a new um, Is that is that honey barbecue like seasoning? Yeah. Oh my god.
0: That sounds good, guys. All of our programming is brought to you by True Nutrition. I just bought a bag of Team Skip protein. We've got a couple codes. You can use the code Think, of course, or you can use the code Weapon X to get some additional savings on awesome high quality supplements. Man, you should
1: have put the recording right there. You could use the code Weapon. <laughs> I
0: I made that special for you uh, this morning. I thought I just wanted to see that look on your face uh, when I went like that. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that at all. Mortal Kombat style. Yes. 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 I'm so so pumped. Let's go. Let's go.
0: And we've got some intense stuff because today we are talking about intensity techniques and exercise selection. This is going to be some good topics, man. We got some feedback that you uh, they said Derek is very intense.
1: So I have a more appropriate topic to do intensity techniques i'm gonna exactly. get real intense with intensity
0: i i figured so much where are we starting with this
1: one man okay so first of all uh i want to just kind of revisit what we talked about um last time just like a quick summary about the whole volume thing so Intensity techniques are, in my opinion, a great way to increase the volume within your session without adding a bunch of sets or falling into the trap of doing a bunch of junk volume just to get more time with, you know, whatever body part that you're, that you're training. So, um... I would say at this point, most people are probably really familiar with diff- all the different techniques that you can use, especially if you have been listening to this podcast. <laughs> Not necessarily this specific show, but think big bodybuilding media. Um, so, some basic examples would be like drop sets, supersets, giant sets. Um, what am I missing? Uh, muscle rounds. Yep, cluster which, sets. Uh, which Dr. Scott is very vehement about letting people know how often they do it wrong. Cause... Oh,
0: yes, he is. That's why you can say <laughs> cluster set. You
1: can say cluster set
0: and that's oh, yeah, a, well, you know what I mean?
1: I, I realize that when I say when I when I talk about cluster sets, uh, people think of it in a very different way. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like people have different uh, ways of defining each type of intensity technique. I could see that. Um, D- oh, DC rest pause, duh. So um, so I guess I just wanted to kind of break down what each one is really quick, just so people know what, in case they don't know. I don't wanna assume yeah. that people know all of these and what they are. So, um, okay, so let's start with uh, drop set, right? Okay, so I, I actually just did this for, I did push today, actually, um, with one of my clients. And I really, I really personally like uh, a drop set when I do push on flat bench press. For whatever reason, I get way better connection with, with the muscle yeah. um, on when I when I do drop sets on that. So I'll do like my first set will be a straight set of you know six to eight or eight to ten, and then like so for example, I did um what I do I did four fifty five for two, and then what you do is you immediately strip weight off of it some predetermined percentage or amount. So I determined I was gonna do 455, I was gonna strip it down to 315, then I was gonna strip it down to 225 for this final segment, so that's a double drop set. I did 455 for two, and then I did 315 for nine, without rest, you get the weight off and you jump right back into the set don't sit there for 30 45 60 seconds trying to catch your breath now it's no longer a drop set you are no longer increasing the intensity of your set you are now focused on recovery right so it's if you're so if you don't if you take longer than like 10 seconds in between then it's no longer a drop set you're doing it completely wrong so then I did 315 I believe for nine um, and then I, we Stripped off another plate, got down to 225, and then I did 225 for 11. So I back to back to back without rest. Um, that is how you implement a drop set. If you take longer than 10 to 15 seconds in between, you are doing it completely wrong. Um, then superset. I think well, most people are familiar with. I got a
0: question. Got a question for you. Yes. How? So if you were to use that drop set on, your, on your, your bench, now you're doing basically like we discussed in the last episode. You're doing only really like what like two sets yes on bench so do you do a drop yeah. set on both of those sets or how does that work
1: no 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 so the first set will be a will just be a straight set so like i, I did four, so i did I, 405 for 9 okay and then i racked it i was done and then i then i set up i was feeling really good so i knew i could bench a little bit more weight and it's been a while since i've gone like super heavy on flat bench and I just, I, I needed it. I needed to feel it. Um, so that's why I put the 455 on. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do what I can with that. And I know I'm not going to get a full set with 455. Like, you know, a min- I knew I wasn't going to do like a minimum of five or six. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to make this a, a drop set.
0: Okay, cool, so, cool. I just wanted to make sure I kind of got like a clear picture of like what you're doing. If you're doing this every set of every exercise or like you just said, at that one point where it really made a difference
1: right so i use intensity techniques especially for this is just me personally my reasoning i like uh like drop sets for example on movements that if i do a straight set it's it's a movement that i enjoy but i don't connect with it as much the increase in intensity uh allows me to recruit more muscle fibers and i can feel it more so that so that's my reasoning. Uh, and then obviously there are some times when I'm just feeling like getting down and dirty and I just want to go after it. Like, you know, sometimes there is no reason. I just want to punish myself for whatever reason.
0: Okay. Um, I think I'm, up I'm up to speed. I'm up to speed. You're up to speed. Yes.
1: Okay. So so that's that. Um, supersets obviously are, um, well, not obvious for people who may not know, but when you take two different movements and you put them together um, back to back again without rest. So now... A superset can be two exercises for the same muscle group. They can be two exercises for different muscle groups. So if you're doing a push day, you could superset a chest and a shoulder or a chest yeah. and a tricep or a shoulder and a tricep, or you could do the tricep first and then chest, whatever. Um, my opinion, if you're gonna do something like that, you would want to put the big muscle group first because otherwise if you do the smaller muscle group first, like if you did tricep and then chest, chances are you're not gonna be able to move as much of a load on the chest movement, and your tricep, um, your triceps are going to take over, and you're not going to get as much chest recruitment out of it. Absolutely, so that's just that's just my uh, my personal recommendation.
0: Have you ever gone um, as far as to do like multiple, like almost like a like a giant set where you're?
1: That was going to be the next thing oh, that was gonna okay. touch on.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> let me let you it's get okay. there then. And it's all right. It's and all right. I want to know your experience on giant sets too. It's not something I've messed around with much.
1: I tip, if I do a giant set, which is three, it's just the same thing as a superset, but three or more exercises. Um, I tend, if I do a giant set, I tend to relegate it only to smaller muscle groups. So like if uh, I am doing a push day, I'll only do a giant set with um, with triceps. Or if I'm doing a pull day, I'll only do the giant set with biceps. I, with the bigger muscle groups and even, and even with the smaller ones, my, my main focus is increasing the progression of the load over time that is paramount yeah. most important So if I ever feel like a drop set superset any of these intensity techniques will take away from that then yeah. I won't do it I only do it when I know I can still progress so like that first segment is gonna be like a PR yeah. And then I try to maintain my my prior performance on the other movements
0: Okay, I did a giant set it. this last workout. I, I generally don't do them but being that I'm kind of like in this still getting better phase, I yeah. did a giant set between uh, rack pulls. Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, I'm not rack pulls. Uh, stiff leg deads, stiff leg deads. Into yeah, yeah, it wasn't super heavy though. I'm not very strong at the moment. Uh, stiff leg deads, then into leg press, then into okay. hamstring curl.
1: It was good. Ooh, it's good. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't sound too bad it's it, it still sounds brutal but i guess it could it sound like now if you did like uh deadlifts into squats into another squat or leg press that that would or like you know hack squats that would suck
0: yes but okay. i also i want to i want to tell everybody too bear with us Uh, Derek and Anastasia just got home from their busy day at work. Anastasia is just like you. She's a competitor. She has to eat. So I don't want to hear any crap about the stuff in the kitchen. That's the way it is. It's just how it is. Plus, if we got pissed, Derek couldn't do anything about it anyway.
1: No. She'd still continue cooking and making noise besides actually what you just heard was not actually her cooking it was actually uh the dog oh. <laughs> <being fed. laughs> i assume she was like
0: i assume she had like the pots out and there was like noodles boiling and rice over here and like. no
1: she no she's actually like when it comes to like cooking for herself she's actually like pretty pretty quiet but no that was that was the dog bowl being filled Oh, right bubs. Okay. He's he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's balls deep in his food, so. Okay. Um uh, where the hell were so we? So we were at Giant Oh yeah. Science. Oh yeah. Um, and then the next technique, uh, Christmas cabbage. So No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've been waiting for an opportunity to throw that in. Um man, that's funny. Let's see. Let me I'm, I'm trying to Oh, I, wanted, I knew there was one I really wanted to share, actually, that um, it's a little unconventional just because I have never heard it before until uh, Scott, Dr. Scott, taught it to me. Hmm. Uh, it's called Fives in the Hole. Have you heard of it before?
0: You know what? I have. But I explain it because I've never actually done it.
1: No, okay. I, so, yeah, no I haven't. Okay. So Fives in the Hole um, is probably one of them, probably one of, if not the most intense thing that I've done. Um, so basically what you do is, a, uh, an easy example is like the leg extension, right? So you get on the leg extension and you're gonna do five full reps, complete range of motion, lock it out, squeeze the quads, all that stuff. And then you're gonna do five partial reps. Now you could do the partial reps out of the bottom where the muscle is stretched, or you can do it out of the top where it's contracted. Obviously the top is harder um, in a sense, Um, but I I usually do it out of the bottom. I like to do it where the muscles completely stretched, when the fibers are completely stretched out. (coughs) So you do five full reps, five partials. Then you do four full reps, five partials. So your partials are always at five. That's why it's called five in the hole. Three five, two, five, one, five. So your goal is to get to one, obviously. Um, If you fail before you get to one, that's okay. So Hmm. that is, oh, this is how you would measure progression with that. So you say, okay, I did leg extensions with 200 pounds and I finished three full reps, five partials, and I got one full rep, I wasn't able to get the second one. So you're like, okay, I failed there. So now I know that next time I have to make sure I get those two full reps and those five partials after that. That's progression. Yeah. And then once you get, once you're able to do one rep with the five partials with that 200 pounds, now you can move up to the next notch and then you just keep going. That's nice. I really like that technique in two scenarios. One, if you're just really trying to just absolutely murder yourself, and two, <laughs> let's say you have a limited time frame mm. that you have to train. So that would be a really good technique to get in there to address a specific muscle group very quickly, get it done, and move on. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I have something in my throat, and it won't go away. Sorry for for coughing, everybody. Hydrating Take, uh, a- Hydration uh, 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 agent. Hydration agent. That's you what it know. I actually, I saw that comment in the YouTube, uh, the YouTube videos like a million times. We really like the hydration <laughs> agent?
0: Uh, we'll put the hashtag in the next one.
1: I'll see if um, True Nutrition wants to make a new um, amino acid product. We'll call it hydration agent. I like that. Put electrolytes in it. I think it'd be cool. Uh, let's see what else. um I'm waiting on rest pauses still. Oh, DC rest pause. Yes. Duh. Come on. Um, okay. So DC rest pause. Um, I'm like 90% certain I'm going to explain this correctly. Okay. If I mess it up at all, obviously just chopped to the throat. So.
0: You will lose your sponsorship from True Nutrition. Uh, I will message Dante instantly. You are on. a There's a lot of pressure right here. I will also delete the uh, the new sound clip. We, no, will not, we will not no, have no. it anymore, so there's a lot no, of pressure. No, 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 stop. That's not, that's, that's not cool. I
1: don't like that. Um, OK, so uh, DC rest pause. So the way I've always done it is more or less have a set, a set rep scheme that you're trying to go for. So the whole point of the DC rest pause is within one set to have multiple failure points. So like, for example, if I'm doing a leg press set, uh, I'll start off with 12 reps and I'm failing at 12. Then you wait five or 10 seconds and then you unrack the weight. You have the same amount of weight. You don't change it and you go again. Ideally, you should be getting a much lower rep range because you don't have as much glycogen to push you because you didn't recover as long. So you'll probably get like five or six reps there. Uh, I think that's usually how, how it goes for me. And then you wait another five to ten seconds. You rack the weight, and then you'll go one more time. And at that time, you'll probably get like two reps. Yeah, maybe, maybe three if you're, if you're like you know you're really tapped into the matrix, if you will. Um, and then that's the that's the end of the set. And you rack it. It should be the end of the set. You shouldn't have anything left. And if you do, then you really shucked and jived on that.
0: Yeah, those are great, man. Like you can really I love the DCs. You can push hard. I I go a little bit longer. Uh I've I had always been taught 20 seconds. Uh so you actually get a oh, lot more okay. with 20 seconds. There's a, you know what I mean? There's a yeah. huge difference between 5 seconds and 20 seconds. Uh it allows me to get yeah. like eight good breaths in. So and that's what I focus on is my breathing. I make sure that <clears throat> I'm pulling in as much oxygen as I can. In That's the way
1: Scott does it. That's the way Scott does it. He counts it. He doesn't count by seconds He counts by breaths. Okay. I think he does ten ten really big uh, Inhales and exhales and then he goes back in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are yeah. those are tough man. What's your favorite exercise to do a rest pause on?
1: Oh. Man, I don't know if I have a favorite because I do it pretty frequently Um I do not recommend doing it on any type of barbell squat. That is oh, yeah. probably suicide. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, man, I really like leg press. I really like. Um, yeah, I really like machines. I don't really like doing it with um, any type of free weight, unless it's something like a. Um, like an exercise that comes to mind is like a chest supported dumbbell row. yeah something that like if, if, if every if it all goes to hell, you can bail safely yeah. that's, that's my my recommendation for anyone that wants to do a DC rest pause If you're going to do it, do it in something that if you if you're you if put it shit down. hits the fan, yes, and yeah. you can get away from it and it, and you won't get hurt
0: yeah i I would say like anything, sucks. especially mm-hmm. like upper body, especially i I haven't done mm-hmm. it a lot with legs personally.
1: Leg press is a good one. Yeah. Oh, see, Matt uh, Blevins literally just said it. Love rest pause on the leg press.
0: Yeah, I haven't done rest pause on the leg press. I'll end up doing like, I do end up doing higher reps, I think. But yeah, I don't think I've ever done a rest pause. On, that's like maybe the one thing I machine I haven't done a rest pause on. Ever. If I was going to do
1: rest pause on a leg day, it would be on the leg press. That would make sense. That would sense. be the only thing. That would probably be the only thing I would do it.
0: I've done it on hamstring curl and leg extensions. I've done it on those two. I like it on hamstring curls. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also like, oh, uh, speaking of which, I was literally just thought of it. uh, Bands. Okay. Yeah. Wait, you don't like bands, do you? No, I love bands. I just don't like when the bands help you. The reverse bands. I got (laughs) you. I cannot stand it. And at one point, I'm going to do a video for Instagram to explain exactly why I can't stand it. But here's the, the summary of it is. Your muscle generates more force on the eccentric portion of the movement, the stretching part, than it does on the concentric, right? So if your muscle is stronger on the eccentric portion, why would you use a technique that makes the eccentric portion of the movement easier? Now, most people use it in order to alleviate some pressure on a joint, whether it's an elbow, the elbow on a press or mm. whether it's the knee on a squat, right? Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. So the way – if that's your purpose, the way that it's supposed to be used is – so more prevalently, the hack squat. I feel like we've talked about this before. I'm we have, through. yes. But, but I, I, I'm, I'm really – I get really upset about this, so I'm going to go into it again. So hack squat, okay. right? The band should only have tension in the last quarter of the squat because that's where the most uh, – torque and tension on your knee is so you're alleviating tension off of the knee enough to get out of the hole without hurting yourself or hurting your knees and being achy and then your muscle is doing all the you know your all the work you're feeling all the weight what i see all the time on social media is the band is completely taut complete tension from the second that they unrack so as soon as those handles go to the sides to unrack They don't feel the full brunt of the weight at all at any point of the movement. And the lower they get, the less that they feel, which makes zero sense if the lowering portion is where you are the strongest. Yeah. And then it's pushing you back, it's pulling you back up. It's helping you. There is like an
0: elasticness. I mean, it literally is like an elastic quality that you can kind of like bounce out of it. You know, if it's uh, it's really strong, if the band's really strong. Like, I'd even had that happen using too heavy of a band on squats. And, you know, when you get down to the bottom, you're like hanging there, but then when you push
1: up, you kind of feel it like there's a momentum that pulls with you, you know? That's not helping you, you know? No, not at all. So that's why I hate the reverse band so much. So Um, where do you like them then? Excuse me. um, First of all, if I use a band, I only use it to make the exercise harder, not to make it easier. Um. The uh, the only the only time I will use a band for assistance is on pull ups, and the only reason is is that for me it's a little bit harder to feel the muscle and maintain the mm. the the form that you need to in order to engage the muscle properly when yeah. you're just hanging there. When you right? do that, because like you have to like kind of twist your body around.
0: Yeah. When you do that, like when you do a an assisted, uh, banded basically pull up, you can. You can like wield so much more control over your technique if you're a little bit lighter, and I think I you can make it harder and use better form than you would have otherwise. And say I were to able to get yes that's what i mean that's what i'm yeah exactly you can both part you know you can yes. drive it up and yeah all of that i i'm totally with you i'm totally with you on that so
1: that that is the only the only exercise that i will use a band to assist me and it's literally just to engage the muscle better yeah. and for no other reason um obviously if you have really really exceptional core control and you can keep your body you know so if this is you know, your chest or whatever, and it's like, you know, pushed up, because you're, you're having good posture. Right. you're able to maintain this posture with without the help of the band the entire time, great. Yeah, but
0: like a if gymnast. you can't,
1: then the, yeah. If you're a gymnast, fantastic, you don't need a band. Um, but otherwise, I think that would be a good exercise to do that with. Otherwise, I just, I don't see the point. And I don't think we see any of the top bodybuilders the biggest guys, because everyone here wants to put on muscle. That's why they listen to the podcast. Yeah, we don't see any of those guys using reverse bands. So there's, is that coincidence? I don't know. You were
0: Shelby came up with one, and this would add tension to it. We were doing uh, Meadows Rose, uh, R.I.P. John. He mm-hmm. uh, he took the you know like the small band from Elite, the short band, and he'd put it Ooh. around the bar and then step uh-huh. on the other end. So when you rode it up, you were standing on the oh. on the band and you know yeah. it was it was cool man. It was a, it, it made it brutal. It made it very hard.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to do that tomorrow. Uh, you, you got, got back tomorrow? Reasons. I do. I do. I have pulled tomorrow. So I did legs yesterday. I did um I did push today and I do pull um tomorrow i don't like when i program i don't like legs and pull back to back days if i can help it just because typically the whichever one comes second usually suffers in performance yeah um especially if you're training back the way that you should and especially if you're deadlifting on a pull day you know your lower back is going to be pumped and a little bit tight which is going to affect your ability to either your ability to train legs or the move your movement selection which could affect your ability to train legs properly in order to grow. Yeah. So where I never put those together.
0: Where else do you like bands? We know where you don't like them.
1: Um, pretty much anything. Uh I really enjoy wrapping the bands around the hack squat. Um okay. know, wrapping it around the bottom of the platform and then hooking the other end on the pads where your shoulders go. Um so that as you're pushing on the concentric it's becoming more difficult as you're coming up. Yeah, uh, let's see what else. Um, I absolutely hate using bands on, uh, I usually see power do this. I don't really see bodybuilders do this, but on flat barbell, I hate using bands on flat barbell. It tears my shoulder up. Okay. I, 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 it does not feel good at all. Do not recommend zero out of 10. Um, however, I do like using bands on dumbbell presses. Really? So yeah, you wrap it around your back so that each hand is holding yeah. one end of the band, and then you're holding the dumbbells as well. So obviously, you have to have pretty, you know, decent sized hand. You can't have baby hands. But <laughs> I, I re- <laughs> um, but I really like the 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 resistance profile that the band creates for um for that, especially on incline. Okay. Um, Flat is hit or miss again because sometimes it can pull on your your shoulder a little bit. You might feel it in your rotator cuff. But I really like it on a uh, on inclined dumbbell a lot.
0: Huh. So do you do you have somebody hand you the dumbbells then too, or how do you? Yes. Okay, because I feel like yeah, it'd be tricky to get yourself in. So
1: well, or I know I've done it by myself where like, but it, it took a lot of uh uh mobility, if you will. So like I'd be like this, and then I'd kind of like lean over like that, and like okay. I would literally have. I would literally have to do a press with the band in order to grab yeah. the dumbbells. Okay, and then and then you can you know do your thing. Okay, fair enough. And and actually, it actually um, when you are pulling the dumbbells back up, the band is helping you to get them up, get here. you
0: in position. I could probably yeah. use that, man. That's where my shoulder bothers me.
1: It's like dumbbell incline sometimes is if you
0: use that kick bicep up. tendon. Yeah, I have to really kick it. Otherwise, if I pull it, if I use my
1: arm to pull it. that's no good. Now with the, at the, at our gym at fam. Um, so the actual, I don't know what you would call them, like just the regular dumbbells, they go up to a hundred. Right. So, and to get dumbbells that are heavier is pretty expensive. We're working on it. But so what, um, what Dr. Scott did is he actually bought us some Olympic, uh, dumbbell handles. Oh yeah. load the plates on. Um, I have a few videos of me pressing with those on on my Instagram, but they're extremely big and very um, unwieldy. I think yeah. is a good word. So like when I use those, I will I have to get a couple guys from the gym and I'll they'll I'll literally hand the dumbbells to me. Like I'll lean I'll lay back on the bench and they'll grab the handles of the plates that are loaded on the dumbbells and literally just put them in my hands while I'm back like this.
0: Guys, I've seen uh, Derek. Doing this with like some ridiculous weight, like you had so much weight on there that you had to have like things all strapped together. Uh, I, had to,
1: I had to strap the strap bands around the dumbbells in order to hold the plates together. Yeah. How,
0: what 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 are we talking weight wise that, that you've done with this type of setup?
1: Uh, the most I've done is one ninety fives for like five or six reps.
0: Okay. Nice. That's yeah. a lot so, man. Um, I'm, 195 I'm done for the 200s. 195s I think it's harder too. Uh by the way, shout out to Ethan. He's uh at the hospital right now. He just said hello. He's at the hospital right now. Oh, I hope you doing okay, Ethan. He's doing okay. His wife is in labor.
1: Oh, congratulations. Yes. Hope uh, hope hope the lady and the baby if you have had it already is are doing well.
0: Yes. So, uh And thank you for tuning in. That's got to be that's got to be extra tough though, because those double dumbbell handles are so that they, the dumbbells themselves are so big. Like you said, not very wielding.
1: Well, that's why they have them handed to me so that my hands are already mostly pronated. Okay. So that way I don't have to turn them. I and see. So I can just get into the press. Once I start pressing, I'm good. It Doesn't it's matter. The huh? it's the turning part that's the problem. Okay. So, cool. So. I just realized that I did not charge my iPad and it is at two percent battery, even though I have it plugged to the charger. So oh, shit. I, so I hope I hope it holds out. If it if if we cut out, I'll I'll fix it. I'll go on my phone if I have to. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully we get through this. What what where are we going next? If it if it if it cuts out, then I'll just I'll just move my phone. Not a big deal. All right. Um, because I have I have plenty of battery on my phone. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other techniques that I know of that? I mean, those are be... the main ones. I, I mean, at least oh, in, muscle in... rounds. Oh yeah, duh. I completely forgot about muscle rounds. That's the last one. Okay. So, uh, muscle rounds. So this is how you do it. You so the way I've always done it. I know. Um, uh, shout out to Dr. Scott and Fortitude. Tra- his Fortitude training book. Go out and get it. Um. He has a few different ways to implement muscle rounds depending on what volume tier of the training you're in. So, but the way I've always done it is it's usually in a six sets of six format. So you'll, um, my favorite, I know, so I know you're gonna ask me, my favorite exercise to do this on is low cable row. I'm very fond of it.
0: Oh, I can so, see that.
1: Yeah, so I'll do I'll do a set of six. And then you wait. And this is Now, this one, you want to wait 5 to 10 seconds. I know Scott usually measures it in breaths. I think he prefers breaths. But the way I've always done it is 5 to 10 seconds. You do 6, 5 to 10 seconds, go back in, 6, uh, 5 to 10 seconds, 6. And you repeat that until 6 sets are done. Yeah. You should have your first oh shit moment on set 3 or set 4. Okay. And then you still have the other sets to get through. So if you get through set 4... And you're still feeling pretty good, then you did not use enough weight. You didn't go heavy enough. You you went too light. So, yeah. um, that's so that that I like that at the end. I never I like to do that at the end of my training. I never like to do that at the beginning. I have tried it at the beginning, and it really it really busts your balls. It's really hard to maintain good performance after that.
0: Yeah, when I
1: think it's just very neurologically taxing.
0: So one of the other aspects um, that I I'm familiar with in a muscle round is that there's only one point of failure. So if you were to say get through the first four, and then you fail yeah. on the fourth, you can lower yes. the weight so that you yes. can finish. the The key is is that you don't that I did. Here's what I learned about a muscle round. So like the amount of like uh, I'll call it like nervous system stress is going to be lower than, say, on a um, a rest pause because you're only failing once on a yes. rest pause. You fail and then you fail again. Or if yeah. you do like if you do like um, where, where you go to like complete failure, like a widow maker, where you oh, get as many reps as you can and then you stop and you take a few breaths. Uh, and then right. you get as many as you can. You stop and take a few breaths. With with the muscle round, you're not supposed to stop. And the way it, it's always been programmed in my head now, the way Scott put it was, he said you just walk off the cliff. You don't you don't like try to because because the first time I tried to muscle round, I did the six, but I would take I would stop in between reps, and I go okay, there's there's three, and then I go down. Oh up. yeah, no, you you're know, not supposed to stop. There's four. No. You know, and then come up again, and then take a break, and get a breath, and then go. Okay, five. You know, but yeah, you're supposed to just as Scott put it, just walk straight off the cliff as if you yes. weren't even missing a beat. And then when you fail, let the failure happen. Uh, but if you do fail before that sixth one, uh, then you you lower the weight and you continue on, and then you stop. If Correct. you don't f- fail, then on the sixth one, you keep doing reps
1: until you do fail. Correct. Yes. That yeah. is that now everybody knows how to do a muscle round so if you tag dr scott in it (laughs) it better be right or he's going to block you yeah permanently yeah but first he'll troll you podcast and talk about i'm gonna say he'll troll you then he'll block you and then he'll come on the podcast and he'll talk smack about you and how shitty you are at training um (laughs) uh, man i feel like there was there's one that i'm missing i know there was one that scott showed me that he like came up with in his like secret you know underground laboratory one day.
0: He has um, a new one that he explained to me once, but it was like is branded. it the demon one? I think yeah the yes yes the, the demon. Yeah, dropped. it's like so it's so like
1: this play on like on 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 sixes, and I I'm gonna let him yes. handle explaining that because I don't remember it in the way that he explained it. What the hell are you doing? She's watching Instagram stories like at well, tried for like to For one second. for 1 second. <laughs> um but yeah, no. I think that I think that covers everything. So, just to review, drop yeah. sets, super sets, giant sets, um DC rest pause, muscle rounds, bands for resistance, not assistance ex- ex- with the one exception of pull-ups. Um and then uh Muscle round, did we say that? We said muscle round, okay. yeah. I think I think that's all. That's a lot, man. If oh, you... and fives in the hole. Oh, fives yeah. in the hole. Yeah. That's a lot. That was that one's my favorite. All of those, oh, that's a lot. I came up, uh, there's one more. There's one more. This huh? one I came up with. I call it the Weapon X roulette set. So, you need a partner to do this. You, <laughs> okay. need, you need a partner to do this. So Oh, I got one you more. Do is... Sorry, go what? ahead. Dude, just, is go, ahead. No. go ahead. I'll... Four straps. All right. Oh, shit. That's right. Force reps. Yeah. Let's cover that one. Let's cover that one really quick. But wait, I gotta know uh, that you were telling me in... No, suspense. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, force reps. So you... uh, Let's say you're shooting for a set of 10 uh, on... um, I don't know. T-bar row. Like a a chest-supported T-bar row. And you get 9. Then you're going for that 10th and you're uh, training partner who is with you need a partner to do this is helping you lift the weight up so you are not pulled so you have two plates on the on the on the t-bar you're not necessarily pulling all of that two plates your partner is helping you with some of the load but you're getting more you're going it, it's, it's to take your body beyond failure so you're taking your body beyond the it's what it It's natural capacity of what it could have done in that set with the assistance of a partner. So it's maximal muscle fiber recruitment and beyond that.
0: Yeah. 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 They help you. They would help you on the concentric and then basically let you take the eccentric. Right.
1: And uh, I was going to pose a question. Yeah. Um, you, I'm sure you know the answer. I was going to see if anyone else, one of the listeners can answer. Because right. I, I answered this already in this spe- specific episode. Why in a forced rep would your partner help you on the concentric but let you do the eccentric by yourself? Or why would you be capable of doing the eccentric by yourself? Is
0: this something where we let them answer? Beyond failure. Do they type? Do they, if you know, comment below? Something like that.
1: I'm gonna explain anyway, because obviously there are gonna be people listening. Yeah. But um, but the answer, I, I said it in earlier in this episode, was you are stronger on the eccentric than you are on the concentric. Your muscle can generate more force. So let's say you uh, were flat bench pressing, and your max was 315 for five, right? If I put 405 on the bar, I guarantee you, you would be able to lower that under control pretty much with no problem. Sure. You may not be able to get it off your chest, but you'll be able to control it on the way down. That's proof right there that the eccentric portion, your muscle is generating more force and is stronger than in the concentric. Yeah. So in a force rep, that is why your partner will help you on the, uh, will help you on the concentric and let you do the eccentric by yourself because you'll almost always be able to control the eccentric like 95% of the time.
0: I've always thought back to Dorian Yates saying that there's three types of failure. And I think that once I understood this, I became a lot stronger, a lot more confident with my training. (coughs) The first place Mm -hmm. you're going to fail is on the concentric, but after you fail there. So a lot of times we push that weight up and we're like, Oh, I could hardly get it. So then you let it fall down. But in reality, after you've even completely failed and you couldn't even push another rep, you still could do a static hold, and you yep. still could do a negative. So you've got yes. that isometric failure next, and after you fail in that isometric, which yeah. isometrics is probably an intensity technique we didn't talk about too. There's so many of to say, them. I completely forgot. About I saw the light holds. bulb go off like at the same time as me. But after you, Shit. after you fail in that uh, in in that isometric hold, you still yeah. have the strength to do a negative. So
1: absolutely, but
0: I think that we we forget that. And that you push that rep up and you're like, oh, shit, shit, shit. I think I got one more in in me after this. But then you let it fall right back down to your chest. You know, it's like, really, you could have controlled that.
1: Yeah, and it's just, you know, people kind of bailing. You know, it hurts a lot. It's it's not like a... You know, spring, spring daisy type of feeling. It's not fun. It it sucks.
0: It's terrible. So,
1: (laughs) and and the the body's natural tendency is to say, "F this! I need to get away from this." So, you know, that's why it's so common for people to just kind of drop the weight. True Nutrition has supported our programming now
0: for a number of years, and I'm super grateful for it because they believe in us, and I believe in them. I'm sure you guys have heard of Dante Trudell. We talk about him on the shows. Uh, He had a vision of offering high-quality, third-party tested supplements at a fair price. They have a ton of different protein powders, just about every type you could think of, literally thousands of flavor combinations. Hit me up if you're interested in suggestions. They offer health supplements. I use their collagen and their fish oil. And of course, they offer performance supplements. You can get bulk EAA powder or beta alanine. You can also get finished products like the Mountain Dog Perry MD intra Workout. If you shop with True Nutrition and you use our code THINK, you'll get some additional savings, you'll get high-quality supplements, and you will support our programming. You can also help to support the shows through Patreon. I appreciate everybody who's made a contribution. You guys are helping to keep me pumping these podcasts out. I have links to everything in the description. Check them out. Let me know what you think, and let's get back to the program.
1: Weapon X. Ah, <laughs> ha. <laughs> That is single-handedly the greatest thing you've ever done. See, I had, I had my phone ready to go. You did. You did. We're still rolling. Everything's uh, good to oh, go. Oh, sweet.
0: Yeah, I don't remember um, what, where we were exactly.
1: Um, We had finished talking about... Oh, we were talking about iso holds and the mm. three types of failure in Dorian Yates.
0: Yeah, and, um, then, and there's that. And then isometric holds, we didn't even cover that.
1: No, but I mean, that's pretty simple. Just uh, when you're at the top of the rep, make sure that you hold the squeeze in the muscle as long as you can. Um, so I really like those on like chest flies, leg extensions, uh, leg curls, again, things where you can safely bail out. That's yeah. the, the, the criteria. You definitely don't want to do that on like, a uh, uh, back squat, barbell back squat. That's probably the worst thing that you could possibly do.
0: I've done, Ooh. um, I'll, I've done isometric holds at the bottom of a rep too. Like, uh. Like um, oh the full stretch. Yeah, like prone hamstring curl, like right before the plates touch. Yeah. Pause at that bottom, like a pause rep, basically. Pause at that bottom and just hang there, and then from that drive it up.
1: You just generated another idea, which in my head, which was um, I don't, I forget what the name of the technique is, but like when let's say you're doing a hamstring curl and you're. Like a lying hamstring curl. You're coming up on the concentric. You get the squeeze. And then on the eccentric, you have your partner push down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're fighting the push down, but you're still generating force out of the eccentric phase while the muscle is stretched.
0: I've seen Tom Platt's doing
1: that. Yes. Um, So I forgot about that one. That's a a really good one. Um, Oh, I got to tell you about. Well, first of all. Let me just make sure that my phone doesn't uh, die. Also, me right. so I'm going to plug that in. There we go. Perfect. Um, so, uh, the Weapon X Roulette set. Yes. Okay. So here's what it is. So, this would work best on a pin loaded machine. And what you do is you have your partner select. You find out what your starting, what your where your top working weight is. And again, you start off trying to hit a PR in the first segment. So if we're doing leg extension, for instance, and your PR, your previous best is um, 250 for 10, you're trying to get 250 for 11 or 12. So your partner now gets to choose the next weight that you do, but you can't look at the weight. All you're focused on is getting as many reps as you can Hitting failure and just making it more painful.
0: You have to have trust then
1: in your partner. Yes. Now, the reason why it's called the roulette set is because one, you can't look at the weight, so you don't know what it is. You're just going. And your partner could decrease or increase the weight. However, they are not allowed to go above what your top weight was. I like this. Huh. Huh. So the reason why I like that is because some people can kind of get in their own head when they see the number yeah. that they have to move. With this, you're not focused at all on the number. You're just focused on the efficiency of that segment. Right. And getting to failure, making it hurt. That's all you care about. The intensity. You
0: can't period. You can't help it. You look down at that weight stack and you're like, Yeah, I can get eight with that. Right. You know? You, you either have
1: you you either have a predetermined number in your head that you can do, or you are in some cases maybe you get intimidated by the number and right. you end up getting less than what you could have done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm As kidding. opposed
1: to just going mindlessly.
0: I like this. So, so I think we gave we'll people what the next roulette set? We gave people a lot of ideas here to oh, yeah. employ. But I mean these are this is this is the icing on the cake, right? This is like this is the you know the foundation is there with hard training really good technique meaning knowing how to control the negative all that stuff yep. Uh, yep. and then these things are to take that a step further uh is there anything else we should uh
1: i would say the the way one i would say if i if we were going to leave it on something i would say be sure that you know exactly how to get to failure And what that truly means before Hmm. you start throwing intensity techniques into the mix Um, Because if you're doing like a drop set and your first segment you still had like four or five reps in the tank Then it kind of defeats the whole per It's no longer in an in an increase in intensity You are bringing the intensity up to where it should have been in the first place.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that I would so make
1: make sure you know what getting to actual True mechanical failure means, now that means um, you cannot do another rep on that movement without completely breaking down your form. Yeah. So regular failure would be like, I can do more reps, but I'm, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. True mechanical failure is I can't do another rep without my form breaking down. That's the one that's the most important in my right. opinion. Well, we are
0: so way beyond out of time. There There are more. <laughs> I'm sure that we're not thinking of some, I mentioned Widowmakers yes. widow makers earlier, but we never said it was officially an intensity technique, which is probably like one of the most intense techniques there are. Yes. So there's yeah. probably but more. You did break it down. What I want to say, guys, is if you can think of an intensity technique, one of the zillion that we probably didn't mention, comment below uh, and, and uh, let us know.
1: And we'll go into it on the
0: next episode. That sounds good. Of course, go to our sponsor, nutrition.com. Uh, you can use code Weapon X wait you can use code Weapon X or of course you can use code Think Uh, of course check out Derek over on Instagram and uh, if you're in Tampa go to FitFam check it out
1: oh yeah thank you guys appreciate your time appreciate you guys we'll see ya